Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. Mark Lawrence is here. Mr. Joe McGranahan is directly across from me. He says everything is fine in the world. Nothing needs to be changed. No point in protesting. And please yes, don't. Something re- does need to be changed. I need to be out of this tent. I thought you told me we were going to take it down Monday. And here it is Wednesday, and the Next tent's Monday. still up. Next Monday. Yep. We've been in green for two weeks now. Well, yeah, but you, you're, go, you're going back to Infection City every morning, so I don't <laughs> want to be any part of um, being too close to you. Oh, all right. Infection City. Where would that be? A gymnasium <laughs> full of gasping and, and sweating. So is and that the same at the YMCA? I hear they're pool. opening up. They are. No saunas or steam room. The pool is open. No group exercise classes yet. Of course, the daycare's been open open for a couple of weeks. Um, and I see that going past Hosses that the salad bar is back. Oh, my God. <laughs> so wor- what world are you living in? It just got normal. <laughs> isn't that the goal? Is the whole buffet open at Hosses? I don't know. Well, but b- Hosses isn't a buffet. It's, it's just a salad bar is a buffet. Okay. And the dessert bar. Okay. So I don't oh, know, I I don't know no whether meats. the buffet restaurants are open again or not. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. That's a pickle. I don't know. So. I never saw pickles at a buffet restaurant. Oh, they're there. <laughs> Are they? You just have to look around. You're busy at at, at the fried I'm foods. looking for the meat. <laughs> yeah, the meat, the fried meats. All right. Well, welcome on board, everybody. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. Uh, we've been talking about the protests this week and, and how poorly the president has done, although he did have I haven't been some, talking about that, how well, poorly the president has done. Well, everybody done. else has. Yeah, I you're, thought he's you, done fairly well. Really? Yes. Did you see his, the, the executive order yesterday? Yeah, I thought that was a good first step. Did you? You have a problem with that? No, no. It is, no I'm, anything that helps. I mean, there's, you know, dozens of things that we're talking about now that could help make us all safer and, and a better the community. The question is, do we want to react or overreact? Mm-hmm. And, you know, how, how big of a problem is it really? Unless we have, I agree with the national database for officers who are, you know, disciplinary problems or who have excessive force complaints. I think that's a good way to keep track of just how big the problem is. Right now, we can't measure it because we don't have access to how many disciplinary issues so there are in police So if you discipline an officer in Shemokin Dam and then he or she decides to get a job in Sealands Grove, well, first that of all, doesn't if, carry over? If the, oh, and a lot of times it doesn't. Okay. You know, that's been the problem, that they can, you know, it's like the predator priest, the bishop just sends them to another parish, or did mm-hmm. used to send them to another parish. Don't think it's exactly the same thing, but Well, anyway. it's pretty close. I mean, people it's, it's, who do bad things, instead of suffering the penalty, we wind up getting a job somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a great first step. The president supports a national registry along those lines. And a typical of the Republicans and Democrats, and I don't know who to blame, but, you know, they both have bills that are very similar 
Uh, you know, I guess the Democrats go a little further than the Republican bill. But instead of working together, they're out there saying what's wrong with the right. other guy's bill. And how <laughs> terrible the other side is. Yeah, I did and, you know, notice if they that. would just well, get just together. Mitch McConnell and uh, um, Nancy Pelosi. Yes, thank you. They both are like, I'm like, in what way does this help the country? It doesn't. Yeah, they it had doesn't some help nasty at all. words for each other. Well, I mean, that's, the, that's the, again, going back to the, the problem, that's the problem. You know, everybody wants to solve the problem, which is racial inequity in this country, but not unless we can get a political gain out of it. It's interesting how everybody's on board now. Even in Harrisburg, there's bills pending that would change policing, you know, with all the right. protesting around. Uh, people say, oh, well, I guess if people really want positive change, we'll work for it. The rest of okay. the time, we just sit around doing nothing. But let, let's look at it analytically. Where are most of the black lives taken? They're taken by violence in big cities like Chicago. Many times they're taken by people of their own race, just as many whites kill other whites. So we you shouldn't know. reform police. Well, no, but I mean, how many how many of those deaths in Chicago does Al Sharpton deliver the eulogy for? Uh, where is the outrage and the protests over the fact that people are being killed? Young people are being killed. They're being killed in the crossfire. They're being killed in drug deals. Look, Joe, if can, we cut the cops out, how are we ever going to stop the drug you problem? You can, what about racist police brutality all oh, no, you want. I'm, I'm, I think that's, there's a that's, wide range of things that you can talk about sure. that are systemic and, and relate to our national conversation. And if we are, and the nation's going to talk about black-on-black crime or just uh, well, poverty we and crime-associated and drug-addicted, we should do so. But right now we're talking about police reform. If you want to say, well, yeah, but this coronavirus has killed more people <laughs> than police, of what possible help is that when it comes to reforming it's police putting or it in perspective. In incentivizing other words, best practices? How big of a problem problem are we talking about? How many times do police officers kill unarmed civilians? Given the number of encounters, first of all, tell me, how many encounters are there with police and citizens every day of the year in the United States of America, and how many of them, percentage-wise, end in that citizen being killed? Well, fortunately, Not very many. Well, fortunately, there's millions of those interactions every day. Well, not millions, but you know, certainly thousands of those interactions, and most are, Probably are, tens are of safe thousands. for everybody right. involved. But does it and not bother you that if when well, that interaction occurs, a black man is three times more likely to die. That's what I was about to say. The differ- the problem is that the interaction between black citizens and white citizens in the police sometimes is different. And that needs to change. Right, we, we need can. to level the playing field. But I think we have, a whole, we, agree. we have a whole host of things we should be concerned about. I mean, I'm concerned about uh, drugs running rampant in the country. I'm concerned about crime. I'm concerned about racism. I mean, there, we have a lot of problems. But we seem to focus, instead of trying to solve all of them, our politicians find ways to divide us even further. They find ways to take a good law, and instead of working together to come up with something positive, they want to beat each other over the head with it. What should we do? I think one of the best things about the president's executive order yesterday is that it incentivizes something no one else is using in their in their verbiage for these different law changes. Good behavior. Is, is best, no, best practices. Right. You know, if you went to Geisinger or Evad and you said... Uh, I'd like to know how you do the appendectomy. And uh, you're not going to have, like, it even, they're not going to say, well, Dr. Ayers uses this technique, and Dr. Smith, you know, she 
use? Is that technique? No. They've identified the very best way to do an appendectomy, and everybody does the best practice. Same over at Geisinger, you know, same probably at UPMC Williamsport. But we don't do that with policing. Every um, independent police department is completely independent. That's, and, that's and not they, true. That's not necessarily true. They've there all are adopted no, the no, same policies. No, no. There are best practices available. In other words, you can, if you put your mind to it, find the best practice in a given area. Uh, I know in working with my chief and putting together a policy book a couple years back, he had all this cookie-cutter stuff that he had gotten from the state, from other municipalities, from other law enforcement agencies. And you can find, you know, there is some consensus about what best practices would be. There's no national standard. And that's where I think I might agree with you. Well, that's what the president There should said. be a national standard for police. Their behavior, their conduct, their training. It shouldn't be hit or miss. It should be a national standard. Well, you have one police department's adopted one thing and one police department has adopted another. And then we're going to have to have a conversation about the FOP one day. Well, we don't have to do that today. But, you know, they want to take away limited immunity from police officers. Now, do you think that's a good idea? I think it's worth having the conversation about. I, I really don't know too much about it. Under what circumstances is a police officer enjoying this immunity? Well, I think I'm not certain I understand the exact context of it, but in other words, there is it's a limited immunity from actions they take in the performance of their job. You mean it's they can't a higher be criminally personally charged for things right. that happen. In okay. other words, they might be criminally charged, but suing them is a little difficult, you know, to take okay. that away. What what person is going to want to become a police officer if they think they could be sued? Yeah, you're on your own. We're not going to train you into de-escalation, but I'll tell you what, if things get out of hand, you're on your own. Right. Now, that doesn't make sense to me, but having a national standard for police training, that makes Makes a great deal of sense practice. to me. Well, that was in the president's. That wasn't in either the House or the Democratic one uh, proposal yesterday, but it was in the president's. Now, he doesn't name what, of course, he also didn't mention the word race or racism uh, in his remarks, but that's all right. We'll, we'll take well, we'll is, take the executive is order that as the, it is. is. Well, wait a second. Is that the entire reason for retraining the police department, that we believe they're racist? Is that the only thing we're <laughs> concerned about here? No, no, no. Absolutely not. I'm just saying, how can you have a conversation about, uh, you know, you know, making progress in policing based on all the protests and things today without mentioning race. I mean, he spoke for 25 minutes and didn't mention race, and all he talked about was policing. So that's all. It's just an oversight, okay. but that's our president. Do He's you a believe, buffoon, you know that, but his executive order has good ideas. Do you it. believe it was the, an act of racism to kill George Floyd? Do you believe that cop was a racist intent on committing a racial crime in killing George Floyd? Uh, I don't I don't think we have enough evidence to determine that. I think we know it was white on black, and uh, we, I don't we know the officer had infractions, but I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know what uh, you know the officer is really doing at that moment. We know what's in plain sight. Well, take a look at Atlanta. I don't remember the gentleman's name who was killed, who was running. Do you remember it? Uh, Armand Arbery? The, That's Arbery. Oh, the one, yeah, the Arbery. one that last Friday night at the Wendy's? Right. Um, I do not recall right. his name. Well, on, you know. I mean, they're going to say today, or the, or the district attorney is going to come out today with charges, and there are many people trying to argue that the second officer should be charged. But if you look at the video, he's not in a position to intervene. Well, is he the trainee, or is it the third officer that's the no, trainee? No, there were only two officers involved in Atlanta. Oh, and at, when, at the Wendy's, right. Right, 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 the right, Wendy's. right. Okay, I'm sorry. So, I mean, you have the officer running... Uh, 
uh, and pointing the gun at the the victim and firing it. And the other officer is a good distance behind. You know, it must have taken him longer to get up and get into the pursuit. But why would you charge him? He wasn't in a position to stop it. He had no prior disciplinary action. The second action. officer the second facing officer. charges also. Well, apparently they want him charged. The okay. people of uh, the Atlanta, the Black Lives Matter people, want him charged. But I don't see what you would charge him with. You know, he didn't pull the trigger. He was not in a position to stop the officer who did pull the trigger. Right. Well, th- 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 that's why we have. Yelling, that's why the, the other than yelling, don't. And, you know, that's why the the citizenry don't file the charges. The DA does. The DA will choose the right charges, and the jury will decide, and we'll, we'll go from there. But that's what I'm saying here. We're, we're having a misapplication of the law over the heat of, pa- I guess, the heat of the passion of the moment. You know, that's where where I have a problem that we're overreacting at the moment instead of taking the time to take a deep breath, stand back, assess how bad the problem is assess exactly where the problem is because it might vary between big cities and small communities. There was a mayor story this morning of a mayor in California, a small town in Northern California, who is being forced to resign because she said she didn't believe her police department had a problem, you know, with excessive force. And they forced her out, or people encouraged well, her people, to resign. They're, right, they're sending letters saying you should resign. You know, and we have a, a, a council member in Middletown, Pennsylvania, who posted some very unflattering remarks about blacks and other, and protesters on his Facebook page. Last night, the borough council there voted to censure him, and he voted to censure himself too. Okay. But other people want him to resign. So I mean, we, we have we have a lot of passions here. We have a lot of people who are really emotionally invested in this issue. But we need this is not the kind of thing I think that resolves itself by haste. It resolves itself by careful, deliberate planning, and and a concerted effort to make sure that we treat everybody fairly. But at the same time. We know that we have some significant issues. So what what the House is doing and the Senate is doing, what the president doing, and what the what the lawmakers in Harrisburg are doing, coming up coming up with. We know no matter how we study this and determine what to do and what to you know what we're going to do in the future, we know that some of these elements we're talking about right now will have to be part of it, like this right. registry of of bad apples. Did you and by chance hear Chris Rock's skit about bad apples in the police department? No, I didn't. Well, the bottom line is he says you know. Uh, police department is just one of those areas where you don't want any bad apples because it's just too important. He likens it to a doctor. Would you would you like to go to a hospital if they said, well, you know, 99% of our doctors are good apples and they really do great here. There is this one officer on or the one doctor on board. Or likewise, the airline pilots. You know, if you get in there and there's, the, you know, one of the pilots that that's going to fly your plane says, I almost passed flight school. You know, something like that. So policing is the same way. Well, you talk about medi- the medical profession. For years, it was awfully hard to get one doctor to testify against another in a malpractice mm. suit. So, and then you talk about the thin blue line. So, you have the thin white line, too, in some instances. Well, I know the thin blue line exists because I watch TV and they stand know, up for each do. other. So, I know this. But you're not going to see it anymore because we t- canceled cops, we canceled live PD, and thank God we're getting rid of Paw Patrol. We got rid of the police dog on Paw, Paw Patrol. Patrol. Oh, dear. Yes, yeah, so my grandsons watched that program, okay. but there was one of the one of the dogs who helped out was a police officer and they got rid of him 
All right, we will take <laughs> your opinions about this. 1-800-795-9565. You can call us. We have open phones. The phones are working. And we'd love to hear your opinion. Uh, we kind of, if we had a through line through the past uh, 10 minutes of conversation, it would be uh, that there are some best practices that police departments uh, can adopt and are being talked about in Harrisburg. We've just talked about limited immunity for police officers. Uh, restricting chokeholds was in the president's remarks, unless it's really dire on the part of the officers. Um, although one Unless of, they feel their life is threatened. Right, but somebody commented on our Facebook page, the only time a life is threatened of a police officer is when they go to work. <laughs> the rest Every of the day. time they're fine, right. <laughs> so, All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We're going to say Route 45 is at least slow at 16th Street in Lewisburg because of a house fire that broke out at the intersection of Route 45 and 16th Street. Uh, we are being told by folks down that area that it's actually two houses uh, that are on fire now. Traffic slow on Route 45 at 16th Street, and that's actually East Buffalo Township, so do be aware of that. Uh, you might want to avoid that area. Uh, folks that are there are telling us that that uh, fire is uh, being actively fought right now and uh, out of control. So do be aware of that. All right, we're talking police reform. What's your idea on this uh, topic, Bobby? Uh, yes, um, I'm going to say good morning, everyone. Uh, not only reform, but of course, come up with technology. Uh, you know, and uh, I'm going to say how the police force is assigned different areas. Uh, you know, in the automotive uh, department, what I call the, and uh, going in the wrong lane, uh, getting your picture, your license plate picture taken uh, is one thing. My sister was down in the D.C. area, and she went in the wrong lane, and then she got like a $15 fine or something like that. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, but I mean, that, of course, that was cheap for down there. But I mean, you know, at that point, you know, you're, you're, you're I'm going to say you're looking at, uh, you know, as, as far as certain areas and certain, I'm going to say, car violations and that, you know, and, and I'm sure that uh, Joe, being you know the mayor, and that has to go with his police force and all that because how mm -hmm. many cars go through 11 to 15? I right. mean, you know, thousands every day, hundreds of thousands. They should look into that. All right, noted. Thank you so much, Bobby. Good ideas, all. Carl, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yes. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Mark. Morning. I'm I'm, ho I'm hoping that the uh, the prosecutor at the uh, we'll call it the Wendy's incident looks very closely at the video uh, as they did in the other case where the, you know, the disgusting video of the gentleman having the knee on his neck 
But if you look at the, if you watch the video from Wendy's, you can see that the gentleman that was shot took the officer's taser and was aiming the taser at him. Now, people are saying, well, a taser is not a deadly weapon. But what people have to understand is if that gentleman shoots the officer with the taser and, and disables him, then he could take his gun from him. And I think that's the justifiable part of uh, this case. So I'm hoping that prosecutor does the same thing the other prosecutor does, looks at the tape, uh, thank God for you know the video, and hopefully that this officer will not be charged. But don't you think in, in, in that situation, they encounter this individual, they know that his blood alcohol is too high, they know who he is, they have his car, they have his driver's license, there's no doubt where he lives or anything, and so now he starts to run away. Why is it so necessary to escalate it, to have this big brawl and to let him go? They know who he is. He doesn't have his vehicle. He's going to run away. You just have to wait. But he's now in possession of a taser. And disarming a police officer. Right. right. That was at the last part of this. But when he started to resist, you know, this is just Lawrence's worthless police speculation. Once he starts to resist, say, hey, 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 you know, uh, Raymond, I believe his name was. Yeah, we're not going. We, um, we decide we're not going to arrest you for being drunk, Raymond. Just have a nice day. Well, no, but yeah, I, I, yeah, what, what, what do you gain? That setting, Mark. So, if you get stopped and you decide to run, they're just going to let you go. No, I, I, I'm just saying. Well, what when, are you when saying? When things start to escalate, can there not, but not be some measuring of? What is the worth of continually escalating, continually escalating, continually chasing? But who escalated? Who, the police, up until the moment that he started resisting, were very right, polite. And he starts to they resist. Were, they were very polite. Okay, so they you're were, saying that the only way to handle this is the way that it was. There is no, no other way. No. Okay. I, I, th- I agree with you. They knew who he was. They knew where he was. But once he started resisting, they have some obligation. Resisting arrest is a, a legitimate charge, and then disarming a police officer is a felony. Okay. Yeah, and when when are we gonna? When are people gonna stop resisting? I mean, everybody that's been shot's resisted. So, you know, it's pretty simple fix here. You know, if I if I told my children not to do something and they did it, they got punished. You know, right? Well, there's, there's no there. argument that there's punishments for that, but it's not supposed to be the death penalty. Well, it's not supposed to be the death penalty, but don't go stealing the uh, the taser. You know, the, the don't real, do stupid. Don't do stupid things. Right. The real question is, and and I don't know how we'd ever get the answer to it, is if each of those men had been white, would the same thing have happened? My guess is, in the first instance, no. In the second instance, yes. I don't believe they would well, have shot the. I don't believe they would have shot a white man. You know, because I think, in looking at that video, I think that cop could have caught up with him. You know, he wasn't running that fast, and the cop looked like he was in better what shape. Point oh nine percent. Yeah, but, but he had, but he had the, the taser. If the if the cop would have caught up to him and the guy would have shot him with the taser, he could have taken the cop's gun. Right, but you bear know, in mind the, guy, the second officer was close behind, not in a position to stop right. the first officer. But by the time he got him to the ground, the second officer would have been there and on top of him, as he was but, earlier. But, but, but also bear in mind, if he wouldn't have run, he'd still be breathing. You're right. No argument. So, I mean, at what point do we weigh the individual's responsibility for his own problem? You know, and is it yeah. is it race-related, or is it would the same thing have happened to a white man? All right. Thank well, you I'm so sure much. Been, I'm sure there's been both black, white, and brown shot uh, in these situations. It's sad. But mm-hmm. come on, people. Stop resisting. 
All right. Yeah, Thank and, you so much, and running. I, you see, so many before they took the cop shows off TV, there are so many instances of people running from the police when they get stopped. You know, they have a warrant out or they're, you know, driving a stolen car. It never ends well. <laughs> it never does. Well, and especially if, they, if, you know, a lot of times if they, you see this around here, police officers will do this. Once they know who, who the rider or the motorcycle is or who the car driver is, often they'll break off the pursuit because they know they're just going to eventually go home or, you know, searching for them later. I mean, they have a wide range of specific criteria under these circumstances, but they, I know the local police know how to to de-escalate pursuits and things like that in the interest of safety. You know, they don't just, it's like, you know, no matter what, we have to catch this individual right well, most now. Policy, most police departments have very firm policies on high-speed chases. Okay. And, and they are usually fairly consistent that unless you absolutely know that it's a felony, that the person has committed an, a felony, you break it off if there's any endangerment to the public. Okay. You know, and that's a good policy Sound to have. policy. One of our emailers says, how about criminal reform? Why don't the criminals stop committing crimes so we don't need police? How about criminals just listen to what the police, uh, listen to the police so no one gets put in the situation where everyone gets to go home at the end of the day? Oh, wait a second. So no one gets put in the situation and everyone gets to go home at the end of the day. Why isn't anybody talking about that? Why is everything just talking about the police? I think that's the a good well, the criminal reform. are talking about sort of societal uh, changes and opportunities that uh, haven't been brought up and really talked about in a widespread way in a while. So uh, I, I think you're going to see a pivot point in a wide range of areas now. Al, you're on the mark. you got a minute. Hey, you got shot in the back, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Well, yeah, I guess so. He's running away. In Atlanta, yes. He already shot a taser off that only has one shot. There was two officers, and they knew exactly who he was, and he got shot in the back running away. He's going to have a hard time explaining that. He would to me, and I can see where his adrenaline would have been pumping, 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 but once that went off, if he had a do-over, I bet you he would just let him go run away now at this point. I think you're probably right. If he had to do over, he'd just let him go. But I think it was the excitement of the moment, and we don't know how we're going to react. You mean the officer? And I think if Chauvin could do it over again, he probably would take his foot off George Floyd's neck about 30 (laughs) seconds into it. I guarantee that. All right. All right, Al, thank you so much for checking in. Monday morning quarterback and is all too late, and that's why we have a justice system. They'll have to figure it out, and, and there is training involved there. But... Um, we fought a civil war to end all this kind of stuff, and it gets me because I had, you know, relatives from up here, distant relatives, die in that war. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate the call. Uh, we'll take more comers during the 9 a.m. hour. We're going to have to do news headlines, and we're going to do CBS News right now. And we thank Rob Center, our fabulous producer, for keeping up with the incoming calls and taking good care of us. We're always happy about that. Talking about police brutality, racism, bad officers, uh, protesters on the street corner, registries of bad apples. Uh, good officers, and they need to be supported. The vast majority of good officers, and... We'll continue the discussion. This is WDK on K Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. 
call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Curmudgeonly, get off my lawn, is directly across from me. He had an all-crossers okay policy in place last week, but this week no one is back allowed on Joe's lawn. He's back in his old and in the way status, and he's proud of it. Welcome get off board. my lawn. There, yeah. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is Mr. Joe McGranahan. Uh, Mr. Rob Sanders, our fabulous producer, just could not be fabulous, sir. Uh, he invites you to call the toll-free line to be on the radio, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number, 1-800-795-9565 is the telephone number we would invite for you to call in. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. We very much would like to hear from you. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, a, are you okay, buddy? No. <laughs> okay, here we go. Joe is looking at some reasonable changes uh, yeah, for the future sure. in the Seals Area School District. You hear his reaction. <laughs> he thinks it's laughable. Some on of the, it. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Do check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. We're talking about police reform, uh, race and uh, what could uh, help uh, progress our country. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. Some brief news headlines. Three new COVID-19 cases popped up in Northumberland County and three fewer, four fewer cases uh, didn't pop up in Union County, according to the latest numbers from the State Department of Health. Uh, They said there are three new cases for Northumberland County. No indication if any of those are among the four that are uh, reduced in Union County. They were at 88, now down to 84. Uh, No additional deaths in the valley are reported. An out-of-control house fire is being extinguished in East Buffalo Township, Union County right now. Route 45 is blocked. Fire crews from Lewisburg, Mifflinburg, Milton, White Deer Township, Union Township, and Chamokendam Volunteer Fire Companies are all on the scene, along with Medic 60, the Buffalo Valley. Regional Police are there, along with the Union County Sheriff's Office. PennDOT is there. Uh, West Market Street, which is Route 45 in East Buffalo Township, is closed. The West End Fire Company is also being transferred to Mifflinburg, and now New Berlin Volunteer Fire Company on the scene uh, in Lewisburg. So uh, an out-of-control house fire. There were initial reports that two homes were involved in that fire, so we'll keep you posted about that. Uh, Joe should be happy now. One Western Pennsylvania state representative says he wants to impeach the governor. He's got 24 co-sponsors, including 85th District State Lawmaker David Rowe of Union County on board. They want him out because of mishandling the pandemic. They say the governor uh, orders during the pandemic violated the U.S. Constitution. His business waiver project devastated the state's economy. The governor failed to direct appropriate staffing for unemployment benefits. The governor failed to protect nursing home and long-term care facilities uh, from the virus. And the governor withheld critical information about the outbreak from the public press and General Assembly. They want Governor Tom Wolf impeached. 
There'll be a kickoff of high school sports this fall, one way or another. No indication yet of fans will be in the stands or some other processes and protocols will be in place, but there will be sports this fall. I think our sport medicine committee was clairvoyant by making the recommendation to the board to let each school make their own individualized assessment and then make their own individualized plan. Dr. Robert Lombardi, a guest on the Steve Jones Show yesterday with great information. If you're an athlete or a coach or associate or a parent, we invite you to listen to that uh, must-listen-to interview on the podcast page, the Steve Jones Show yesterday. The state Senate has approved a constitutional amendment to limit the length of future disaster declarations. Future emergency disaster declarations could not be extended beyond 30 days without legislative approval under the proposed amendment, according to State Senator John Gordner. He supports the measure. He says under current law, the emergency declarations can last 90 days, but renewed indefinitely. Uh, This would change it so that the emergency declaration uh, would uh, last 30 days and then require General Assembly approval. The bill would also start the process of amending the state constitution to prohibit the denial of equal rights uh, based on race or ethnicity uh, in Pennsylvania. Buried in there in that amendment is that. Everything's on the table at the Shikolami School District. Uh, so you heard Dr. Jason Bendel say yesterday. We're looking at half days. We're looking at days where some kids would be in, some kids would not be in. But I think we need to look at what does the next few weeks look like? What does the next few months look like? We'll keep you posted about that, and you can hear all of his interview at uh, the uh, on the WDKOK podcast page. Pennsylvania's highest court says officials can't require drug tests as part of a child abuse investigation. The state Supreme Court ruled Tuesday the state's child protective services law doesn't expressly or implicitly authorize the collecting of samples of bodily fluids without consent for testing. It was a win for David Russo, a lawyer who was the subject of a confidential complaint. Russo was elected green. Green County DA in November. He calls the decision a win for the public against government intrusion. In case you haven't heard, the YMCA branches are now open. They'll start group exercise classes in a few weeks. And uh, Joe will be happy about this. Virginia Governor Ralph Northam says he is making Juneteenth, a day that marks the end of slavery in the U.S., an official holiday in a state that was once home to the capital of the Confederacy. Juneteenth, which is also called Emancipation Day and Freedom Day, is celebrated annually on June 19th. Texas first made it a state holiday in 1980. The holiday would be a paid day off for all state employees in Virginia. Northam says he thinks Virginia would only be the second state to do so. He's a Democrat, in case you didn't know. I'm well aware of that. Okay, you okay, also, buddy? isn't he the guy who appeared in blackface in his college yearbook? Well, is I that believe him he's the or one. Did he no, uh, he, he didn't deny it. He didn't deny it. Okay, I thought, I he, thought survived he, he survived it. He survived it. I guess if yet. you're a Democrat and you do those kind of things, it's okay. But if a Republican did them, it wouldn't be so good, right? Yes. 1-800-795-9565 okay. is our telephone number. Uh, in terms of the fire in Lewisburg, one of our good listeners says the fire apparently started in the garage between the two houses, both houses. Likely going to be a total loss as wow. a result of that okay. fire. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah, Not a good way to fire. start off the day. So... Um, yeah, tough situation in Lewisburg. Route 45 is closed, so we'll keep you posted about mm-hmm. that. All right, we are talking about uh, 
what racism and police and crime. You have the petition that's going to be sent to the Sealandska Valley School District soon, to the school board with some good ideas in it to make some, some positive bad ideas changes. Oh yeah, what's a bad idea in your well, view? Well, uh, first of all, my I've lived in the Sealands Grove School District for forty some years. Uh, my son is a graduate of Sealands Grove Schools. Right, my a, grandson is attending Sealands Grove Schools. A white milk toast community leader. Go no, ahead, but seriously, I mean, my son is not a racist. I'm not a racist. My grandson's not a racist. You know, to mm-hmm. infer that because of the actions of three young men, uh, I don't this think video, this has anything. Well, that, to do yeah, with it does. That's the what they state Floyd. it right here. No, they state this video of the three young men in the George Floyd challenge. They call it as an example of rampant racism. Is that the word they use? It's obviously a touchstone incident lately, but that, you know, they're talking about years, years of activities that have happened in the school district. Well, they make some good points about the, um, and I I don't think they're completely familiar with what changes have been made at the National Park Service. I wasn't aware that the the camp, fifth grade camp, which my grandson was looking forward to and didn't get to attend this year, uh, in the past apparently had uh, tried to, they have it at Gettysburg and they teach them about the Civil War. Some of the kids are Confederates, some of the kids are Union soldiers, and then they have competition between the two. I can understand that. I can understand their concern about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I. But they are also saying that in the past the kids were allowed to purchase Confederate uh, memorabilia. Well, I believe they stopped selling the Confederate right, flag. That's not there yeah. Anymore. So I mean, that's not really much of an issue. But to say that the kids can't uh, role play about being a Confederate, what do you learn? I mean, do you, is it an educational process or is it just a glorification of the South? If it's a glorification of the South and slavery, then yes, you put a stop to it. But if it is a, a way of teaching the, the Civil War and looking at, at the war from both sides, both perspectives, you know, we're always saying that's a good thing when it involves understanding minorities. But if it understanding a majority, it's a bad thing. Well, so then you admit that this could be examined and perhaps yeah, that needs to Okay, well, fine. So you're okay with that. item number four or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm okay with that, but they keep coming yeah. back to implement expanded diversity, equity, and inclusion, power and privilege training. You know, I'm not. That's quite a mouthful. Let me see what that entails. <laughs> well, that they refer to that six or ten, seven different times around the tent. We ten, gotta yeah, get a, I gotta. We gotta get a cut a slit in the there. tent to get a get a hole there. Okay, so the, it's under the specific element: provide training and resources to teachers, students, staff, and the community. And uh, I guess we better set the scene. You're familiar with this. Uh, so far, there's about 500 people that have signed a petition to give to the Seals Grove Area School District. They are primarily alums and parents who are associated with the school districts. It's not just that, you know, anybody can sign it. Like, I can't sign it. It's it's sign, it's really designated for people who are stakeholders in the Sealands Grove School District. And uh, one of the things they would like to do is reinvest the money used to fund school district police into mental health supports and other resources that would better serve students, provide training and resources to teachers, students, staff, and the community, fundamentally alter the format of the fifth grade camp. Um, let's see. What That's else? what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, broadly reform the district's uh, curriculum so that it uh, addresses these issues more thoroughly, revise school district policy, and release a public statement about what action the district is taking uh, by the end of July 2020. Well, you're missing some things like apologize to all the employees. Well, those are the individual. <laughs> those are individual elements within some of these uh, ones. I can read some of the highlights because no, I did I, go through I this. I think that. The, apparently the triggering mechanism here was this video of the George Floyd challenge 
that three kids took. I'm not willing to brand the whole school district as being racist because of the actions of three kids. They just say that clearly demonstrates that our media community must do better. Well, what are the words? Overt racism? Right. It says, the recent video of students currently enrolled in the Sealands Grove area high school participating in the George Floyd Challenge clearly demonstrates that our media community must do better. The overt racism on display in the video is just one of the many ways racism shows up here. As members of the Sealands Grove Area School District community, we demand that the Sealands Grove Area School District act in solidarity with the movement for black lives and implement anti-racist policies, systems, and behaviors. And don't they have those policies now? Oh, they may have them in policies, but you can't just I mean, have I, a I've, policy. I've never you, heard the Sealands Grove School District encouraging racism or... No, but you have people who are members of the LGBT community that could, that will tell you that they've been ostracized, bullied, they've been... Uh, when the bathroom issue came up, the Sealands Grove School District was one of the first to address it. Look, I'm not saying they're a terrible school district. This, these are listed improvement. There's nothing here that says this district is bad. It says... Oh, I believe I there is something there that says the district is bad. That it obviously... That says the community can do better. Well, sure, anybody can do all better. Right. Well, then, <laughs> all right, so we're in a full agreement. That ends the petition. We're done. No, here. anybody can do better, but that. But let's look at what areas need improvement. It said in many ways, they, they cite the George Floyd uh, challenge, and then they say it many other ways. Well, why not cite five or six other ways? Because all I'm seeing that I can evaluate on is this one instance you where three kids did a you, dumb you thing. You want them to, before you'll consider any improvements. No, I want to know you what wanna, they, you well, want. Five other incidents listed. Don't you? If you're if you're being told you need to address a problem, is it unreasonable to ask that the depth of the problem be defined clearly for you? Other than a general okay. statement like saying this is well, a problem, well, why memory. is it a problem? You certainly are familiar with things that have happened. You've been on the show when a young transgender student called in and said that we have teachers in the school district who will not use my name. Was that in the Sealands Grove district? Yes, I don't remember yes. that. I don't know so, I was here that I don't day. remember. But the, you know, let's suppose that the, the student changed their name to Joanna, from John to okay. Joanna. They, this, the, she has teachers that won't use the new name. They call her John. Now, is that not any sort of a dilemma when you have a transgender student? It is. Just even though you're speechless, it is. No, I'm, you I'm have, just saying uh, I, I understand the argument about... Harvey Edwards says when he was there, when he started teaching, somebody painted N-I-G-E-R on the windows <laughs> of his classroom. Now, granted, that's spells hey. Niger, and the kids, or whoever here, did it, couldn't spell when it. When I came here 40 years ago, the first week when I took over this radio station as the general manager in 1978, I left my left the, my office one night and went to my car and found an anti-Catholic poster on my windshield. Oh my you know, I think we've come a long way since then. And I, and back then That's there were funny. only a few Catholic families. There wasn't much of a church, you know, but we've changed. We've grown, we've evolved, and people come to accept one another and live together in harmony. Uh, for the first, what, for 25 years, my, let me, the let only, me ask you this, Jim. my neighbors were black. They were wonderful people. You yeah. have Shemokin and Borough Council. You guys are going to meet in, in, with next month. What are you going to do? What are you going to talk about? We're going to go over the agenda that the borough manager puts out for us to Is there deal anything with. there that... Uh, Shemokka Dam's a pretty decent town, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's a great town. Is there anything there on the agenda that will improve the town? Everything on the agenda Okay, well, the then town. that's what this <laughs> petition is. This is to improve it. Look, they, do, they don't list specific incidents of racism in, in the past... Suffice to say that some have occurred. If I know of three, well, then I'll bet there's more. I'll have to ask my daughter. She graduated from Seals Grove and wasn't um, 
bullied or anything that I know of, but uh, but when you say this, all right, but you're you're still ignoring my basic premise. If you're saying that there needed improvements, then there must be a demonstrable instance or many instances where the lack of them has caused a problem. Other than the George Floyd challenge, which is the only one they cite, I'm unaware of any. And I've been a Sealands Grove taxpayer for 43 years, and my son is a graduate of Sealands Grove schools. My grandson's attending them, and my younger grandson will attend them. I think it's a great school district, and I think the people in the Sealands Grove area are decent people. I think they want to do the right thing. Are there some racists in this neck of the woods? Sure there are. 1-800-795-9565. Joe, could we argue an hour about this? I think we could argue all day about it. <laughs> I think so, too. But really, that's not why we're on the radio. No, right I know. Now. We're here to take callers. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, I think people are dazzled by our brilliance. I'm assuming that's it. Or baffled by something else. Or thinking so stupid, I'm not even going to listen anymore. Uh, you remember the old we, quote, if you can't dazzle them with your brilliance, <laughs> then baffle them with your baloney. <laughs> okay. Well, we're in the baloney phase now, but we would like some brilliant callers to dial us and hear Here's the number, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Uh, I can read a little bit more of this petition that's being circulated. Over 400 people, nearly 500, have signed it so far. It's an online petition. Uh, I'll give you the address if you want to look up that petition in case you want to give them your two cents of uh, support or just say, hey, they're missing the boat. I'm sure they they really do want to hear from everybody. Uh, But we'd like to hear from you. So call us now, 1-800-795-9565. Our telephone number. What do you think about the Sealands Grove petition? This idea that maybe there are some improvements to policing. And we started out talking about a very broad topic, and that is this idea of in in Harrisburg and in Washington, there's all kinds of improvements to police departments that are being talked about. The president, although executive orders say this is the way it is from now on, right? So well, they don't carry necessarily the force of law. They're more advisory. Okay. So well, one of them is to restrict chokeholds. So I, I think great idea. Unless yeah, it, I, I don't be, have any problem with that at all. Oh, a department would be wise to restrict chokeholds unless an officer's life is in jeopardy. Okay, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. Improvements to police, improvements to Sealand Scoville School District are uh, our current uh, topics. We invite you to do what I just did. Go to sunburymotors.com and find out when the Bronco's going to be there. But you can check out, actually, all the vehicles that are there. The Ford, Lincoln, Kia, and Hyundai line. I know you looked at it while you were in quarantine and while everybody was locked down and you couldn't buy the vehicle. And then you went online and looked at it and they didn't have your color or they didn't have the specific vehicle that you were looking for. But now they have. They have sold a few vehicles, but they got a lot more in stock. So you can go to Sunbury motors.com check out brand new ford lincoln kia hyundai they have your color now it's a pre-owned inventory too that's also wider so select the perfect vehicle purchase it online right from your home and you can make sure that they're taking good care of you when you do that whole process and they would just love to do business with you at the sunbury motor company it is an opportunity for you to save a few bucks between lincoln and washington on this in sunbury and they're down on north 4th street and they got the kia dealership on routes 11 and 15 hummel Wharf.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Fortunately, a less than three-minute break, so we're back on the Radio Center. Upper right-hand corner, and then, oh, no, scratch that. Let's do Ken first, because he's not on topic. Go ahead, Ken. You're on the Mark. Hey, how are you? Good. On, uh, what is that music in the background? There we go. That's better. Um, (laughs) uh, Unfortunately, in regards to the fire, it was right across the street from where I live. Oh, dear. Um... It is uh, probably two houses lost. Okay. Anybody hurt that you know of? No, I asked. I believe everyone got out. It's, it's only conjecture, but I believe everyone and all the pets got out safely. Oh, that's good news. But yeah, it, it? It, it wrecked one house most definitely and the next door one. And they were both singles. Yeah, it, it's not. it's not pretty. But they're close to each other? Obviously, yes. yeah. Yes. Okay. It's on. It's on fifteenth. Well, I live on fifteenth and Market, and it's right across the street from me. So you would call it maybe sixteenth and and Market. But they have everything closed off, and um, the good firemen were up there with uh, chainsaws and trying to put it all out. But it's uh, it's a bad fire. Okay. Is it 1523 West Market Street? That's what it was dispatched as. That doesn't always mean that that's... No, 1623. 1623, okay. Yeah, okay. because I uh, when I was driving back to my home, I thought it was my house. I don't know why my house would have caught on fire, but um, I, I asked the gentleman. It was 1623. Okay. Any idea what started it? Um, one woman said it was a garage fire, oh, okay. um, but I don't, I have no idea. Yeah, another one of our listeners sent us a note. They thought it started in one of the garages, too. Well, the good news is everybody got out and the pets got out. And, you know, the other stuff can be replaced. Well, yeah, to the best of my knowledge. I mean, it's just terrible to watch, unfortunately. Yeah, it and, sure is. You know, I, I wish them well, but I thought I'd up you, update you on that. And then I also have to make fun of Mark. And who's that guy's name that calls in all the time? Than You guys got away from it. Um... The the hydrochloroquine. Mm-hmm. You know that that Lancet lied. They did. And yeah, Lancet, um, a left wing, massive left wing socialist from the UK, funded by um, Soros and 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 you can read it by um, uh, Bill Gates and the foundation. They lied on the study. That's why they're redoing it. They, they, Lancet killed it. They lied. Okay. 
They absolutely destroyed the study on purpose. Look it up. All right. Yeah, I think we'll we, we heard somebody talking about this. This is kind of a peripheral issue in the COVID conversation. Now there's a new drug now. Have you top boned up on that topic yet? Well, you know, that they're now all saying that because President Trump took it, that's why he had trouble getting down the stairs at the uh, West Point graduation. Oh, brother. He oh, looked, Lord. <laughs> moving on. They're questioning right. his health now. Thank you so much, Ken. Thanks right, for calling. Ken. I appreciate, appreciate your the call on the update. Yeah, boy, tough situation. That's uh, always a tough situation. All right, Lance, go right ahead. You're on the mark. Okay, you know, the uh, recent uh, shooting where the uh, fellow turned around with a taser and everything like that. Right. Well, um, a little while ago on MSDNC, I believe it was, they talked about how deadly a laser or a taser was and that the police using them on the uh, protesters was just an inhuman thing. So then they turn right around and say, well, it's not a, <laughs> it's not a lethal weapon. Uh, I guess that's pretty much uh, typical. Now, the individual who was killed offered to lock up his car and walk home. I heard that on uh, the actual tape of what was going on. So mm-hmm. I was thinking how that would have gone down like when I was growing up in Northumberland with a police interaction with someone who had been drinking. Well, they probably, because they probably knew the guy, would have driven him home. I mean, that, that right there should have been just nipped in the bud. That would have been the end of it. Is that bird sitting on your head or just in close proximity to you? Mm, I think the high, the phone picks up high frequencies okay. <laughs> very well. Yeah, we're hearing a, a very fr- friendly-sounding bird in the background, Lance. Oh, really? You don't hear oh, it? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't even hear it anymore. <laughs> uh, I have, see, I, the problem with me is I have those birds in my head I hear all the time, you know, that, uh, what they call it, I forget what, but uh, when you get old, you have... Uh, sounds like that tinnitus so, yeah tinnitus right mm, okay that's exactly it and i do have it so i hear birds <laughs> it's like the old uh, red skeleton bed another flock just went over <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i listen to him all the time anymore on the old time radio but uh right. getting uh you know quite serious though uh, if 12 percent of the population wouldn't be committing an exactly at 37.5% of all the crime. When those police go into those neighborhoods, I don't think they would be near as on edge. Do you? And I, I think it's a lot to do with uh, the fact that uh, that group of individuals is more prone to crime for whatever reason, okay? For whatever reason it is. And that could be a big, big reason why uh, there are more of them shot than uh, folks who are in neighborhoods that have, you know, one-third of the crime. The cops should start with a neutral attitude. They shouldn't assume that because they're going into a black neighborhood, they're going to be in more trouble than if they went into a white neighborhood. You know, yes, I can understand them being a little more on guard, uh, but I think generally police officers need to be aware of the situation they're in and they need to be concerned about their own safety because how many times have you seen traffic stops or stories of traffic stops gone bad where a police officer just pulls somebody over for a small infraction and they wind up being shot? 
Yeah. You know, I think police officers have a dangerous, difficult job. I think they're underpaid, underappreciated, you know, and I think we're just making it harder for them now. But on the other hand, they have sworn an oath to protect and serve everybody, not just white people, yeah. not just black people, but everybody, and they have an obligation to do that. Okay, but boy, we're asking an awful lot of a human being, that's for sure. But they sign, I mean, they sign on for it. I mean, no one forces you to oh, take yeah, a job as a yeah, police okay, officer. All right. All right. Okay. Well, I understand where you come from that. It's, it's just that this sort of analogy, uh, if you have your tent pitched on Kodiak Island, you're sort of a little more aware than if you're up Plum Creek, you know? Well, right. I'm not familiar with those analogies. Well, the creek I've, watch I've, I've heard about is what he's saying. Uh, the creek I've heard about usually go up without a paddle. It, it, well, yeah, in Kodiak yeah, Island, you are called a snack. So, all right. Thank you so much, <laughs> Lance. Just Pre- an idea. Good luck with your bird. <laughs> all right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Read that, and then we'll take a break. One says, "Good morning, General. Not only do you, but a number of people would like to make this world into the utopia of wonderfulness. It's not going to happen. Evil lives here, and we're going to have to deal with evil every day until evil is gone. Right. And if we find out a way to get evil gone, we will have a utopian society. So, why are you taking actions at the next council meeting in Shemokandam? To make improvements if evil's here anyway. But we're not dealing with good and evil. We're dealing with maintaining a community. We're talking about getting the trash out, well, making sure that people's services, the water runs, the police department functions. You guys are obsessed with water and sewer <laughs> over there. But, I mean, that's what municipalities <laughs> do, you know. And, well, and that's what school districts do. They slowly improve wherever they can. I understand what this uh, what this nice emailer is saying, and, and I think that's true. Evil is present, and there's no argument that that might be uh, the root of all of these issues. But we strive for improvements around well, here. You know, and, and these we almost can't stop ourselves when it comes to these improvements These aren't just suggested here. improvements. These are demands, according to the the, le- the letterhead I'm reading. It says six demands from the Sealands Grove Area School District community. Well, it's well, not... If, if you you do not think these changes are important, but no, if no, you No, no, I think did, there are some here. I think they make some good points, and they make one? some points that I don't think are so good. What, tell me the one you don't well, here, like. Go back and do this that is one. This is a, a <laughs> sentence I disagree with. The Sealands Grove Area School District fails as an institution to ensure that our black community feels safe, welcomed, and heard. Give me an example. I'm, now well, you're a, you, we could use the three examples I've already uh, named. It also fails to provide all of its students with the necessary historical context to understand racism and neglects to provide tools and resources for its white students to dismantle white privilege in their own lives and actions. What does that mean? We should be telling people how to think? And not, I, mean, I think the role of education is to present people with a wide range of ideas and let them arrive at their own conclusions. When I think the role of a, sc- of a school is to identify problems and to improve them, here are some alumni. These aren't just a bunch of hacks from Shemokka Dam that don't okay, know what they're but talking who's, about. Whose responsibility is it to teach, uh, you know, to teach you as a young person not to be racist? Oh. I believe it starts at home. That's right. Okay, so the let's parents. not improve the schools. It should just be done but, at home. All right, so what Joe, social engineering should to make improvements. Why are you being what such a the, stick in the mud? What should the school district take on next? Should they teach religion? Oh, no, we can't do that. All you right, know, if we're going to start teaching morals <laughs> and values, let's take the break. we're asking the teachers to do a lot. If anybody would like to help me get over my obsession with improving our lives, please call and set me straight. one 800 <laughs> 
877-795-9565. Joe says we're old and in the way, and there's no hope for us. Our listener I says say nothing there's the evil kind. in the world. So if if Joe doesn't know about it, it didn't happen. That's well, the other conclusion. It, one of their demands is to get rid of the Sealands Grove oh, uh, School District Police Department. I'm neutral about that. If the people of the community don't feel that money is well spent, or if they feel it could be spent a better way, that certainly is a subject for discussion. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. I don't, I don't think our friend Tom is listening to this no, program today because doing other stuff. he sent us this note that says, Soros, 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 let the conspiracies continue. Hilarious. Nobody on this program talked <laughs> about George Soros today. So, Tom, I don't know what show you're listening to. Or conspiracy. Uh, one of our other emailers says, Good morning, guys. I would like to thank the Northumberland, Sunbury, Sealands Grove areas for opening their playgrounds. Last month, we showed the signs and yellow tape around that the playgrounds were closed. And yesterday, we got uh, to share the joy they had to show then the playgrounds were now open. We took our three grandchildren to all of them yesterday and they were ecstatic. They had an awesome time. It brought enjoyment to us because we knew they were having fun in a normal place made just for them. And our littlest one, you know, was mesmerized, what mesmerized her the most, we would watch her, watch other children. It was just like she discovered that there are other little people in the world other than her brother and sister. Again, thank you for the awesome time. We will be back to play again soon. And by the way, Oh, I'm one of the caller from Lewisburg mentioned Soros. Okay, I didn't okay, catch that. You. you didn't either. Okay, forgive me, Tom. You were right. Um, Shemokin Dam never closed its parks. Ours were open all the time. Okay. And people, With a course, sign encouraging, telling people how to behave in them. And we had excellent cooperation from the residents. I mean, excellent cooperation. Nobody called the cops to... to Tase anybody our, no, that was our, and our police park. did check to make sure that social distancing was being maintained. Okay. They did their job. What do you think? Are you now? You said the governor had a very difficult job, and uh, I don't know that you really passed judgment on whether he did a super job or not. But uh, we'll talk about that later. Okay. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We're talking about policing. Should uh, police officers get limited immunity? Should all departments have to adopt best practices? Should we restrict chokeholds? Uh, should there be uh, there should additional be a penalty for turning off the oxygen in my tent again? You deserve it. <laughs> You're so. <laughs> curmudgeonly today. All right. Uh, Cindy, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, Cindy. Uh, just so the, the listeners know, I, I once served on a local school board. And so I have some insight into the issues of what schools should be doing or what they should not be doing. And I just want to explain to the audience that the state has adopted a massive curriculum, a massive set of guidelines. They're called standards. 
that says what the schools should be teaching. It's so massive that it's actually almost one and a half years of school time. Let me repeat that. It's already one and a half years of school time. So if you want to add something to that, you're going to obviously have to take something away because we don't have, there is no more time, <laughs> right? There's only so many minutes in a school day. There's a wealth of agendas that are being uh, run. And then, of course, there's simple things like teaching math and science and social studies and history, if Joe wants me to rephrase it that way. Thank you. So what shall we, what shall we remove? Because if you want to add something, you have to take something out. I, I, there's just no other room to put it. So what would you like to cut? I invite anyone who wants to add something to the school to please show up saying, and in order to add this, I want you to eliminate that. Jim. Because, and set the priority. <laughs> Don't just come and lay your agenda at the feet of the school board and walk away. Because I'll tell you that probably 70% of the curriculum has advocates who worked very hard to put it there, and they're not going to take kindly to cutting music, to cutting science, Cindy, to cutting history, would it to be, cutting math, right. Cindy, to cutting uh, art. Would it be right? possible? Uh, periodically we see these upheavals over issues like less music or less art. So I'm just asking my neighbors, if you want to inject something else into what the school district does, then I want you to tell me what to cut, because something would have to be cut. To would it, it be possible, though, that the elements in this list of things they'd like to include would be woven into everything that is already there, you know, starting from K up to 12? Is it possible that so it So, in other words, you're saying change the math program to say if one racist was, uh, if one racist went to Chicago and it was a 30-mile trip, Joe. and another racist went to Denver and it was 82 miles, what's the difference? Joe. Well, That's yeah, we could get rid of <laughs> the multiplication tables, Mark. I'm, I'm not kidding. You, uh, I feel like when I say this, people aren't listening to what I'm saying. So let me say it one more time. The agenda that is already set out for the school districts in Pennsylvania is one and a half school years of agenda. Right? They're already making choices. So in other words, it can't be accomplished? choices like to improve the time that's for math by taking maybe one less music class a week, all hell breaks loose. We've seen that happen in our community. Right? So when the boards have the bollocks to uh, uh, confront the issue of where is time allotted, someone else's uh, bull gets gored. Isn't that the phrase, Joe? And so they get all in a snit about it. So if you want to add things to the curriculum, replace things, modify the things so that they follow your agenda, then what are you, who are you going to sacrifice? What subject? What topic? You know, we could, we could do away with all kinds of things. There's no doubt about that. Well, Cindy, in, the, over, in the overall balance of what a school should do, how would you rate what percentage of its time should be spent toward educating a child and what percentage of its time should be spent toward trying to make a better child? I think that 95% of the time should be put on educating a child because we're already failing to get that education agenda accomplished. And I don't want to deflect another minute from helping children understand math from helping them be able to read, because I appreciate as an adult how vital those skills are. And I'm not willing to take time. I'm going to stand there and argue against 
cutting reading time, cutting math time, cutting science time, cutting history or civics time. I'm going to fight against that because those are critical skills, and they're the ones that get nipped at when agendas get run. And let me just say one other thing. Since the 70s, the Pennsylvania schools have been mandated every year to run a litany of anti-programs, anti-drinking, anti-smoking, anti-drugs. <laughs> Anti-M. Well, I, as I said, and I, I it think... Has not, it has not yielded this bucolic world. Well, there's evil in for. the world. See, that's the dilemma. But I honestly <laughs> think that if you... W- like, here's here's a perfect example. You say there's no time in the day to add anything else, so you got to cut something. Somebody yes. was... Sa- at, at some point in the decades past, there were no computers in the Sealand Square Area School District. But yet, somehow, they still teach math, reading, science, and English, and now there are t- computers in the school. So, right now, these parents that signed this petition say... There aren't sufficient diversity, education, ethical, racist uh, uh, treatment of individuals and studies that relate to this. So how about if in the next 20 years we make it so that we keep all the science but weave it into everything we're already doing? Is that even worth discussing or does everything have to say exactly the way it is we can't improve? We've got to stay stuck where we are. Well, first of all, we desperately need to improve the teaching in our schools and we need to go we need to focus on the primary agenda as I understand it. And the primary agenda is in my philosophy, in my world, is that these children come out being able to math because that's a critical skill to defend yourself against being uh, exploited in this economy. Being able to read so that they know what they're being obligated to and what they uh, want to grow and learn more about. To understand the civics of how our nation works so that when they choose to change something, they're not broadsided by all the rules that uh, are put up by the government in order to make that nearly impossible. And that can't happen if we uh, take time from those subjects. And yes, Mark, they did add uh, computers to the schools, and it did take time from other things. And I'm saying, as much as I advocate for the use of computers, hmm. I'm saying we got to make a choice. Do you remember last year Joe was up in arms because they were doing away with penmanship? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. Why do you think they're doing that? Not on a lark because of the pressure of adding all these things. Finally, I'm going to ask you, where does this stop? You know, I believe in certain things. So Utop- I go down and demand Utopia. that things in the school district be changed to be what my agenda is. Who decides what this agenda is that's going to be taught in the schools? That's where, to me, we get into um, muddy water. Because you might want to teach the kids that they should all be, uh, the girls should all be wearing skirts that hit their ankles because that's modesty and you think that's a socially appropriate way for the world to work. While I respect your opinion, I don't want you using the schools to teach my daughter's that. All right, we got to hit the road. Thank you so much. Thank you, Cindy. Really, always really informed opinions, and we appreciate your calls, as yeah, always. The Thank reality you. of the school district is why we rely on Cindy. <laughs> it is well, a, she makes uh, some excellent points. Right. No, it is a uh, immovable object, and so there can be no room for improvement. All right, we will take a quickie break. When we come back, we have a great email, probably the best one we've ever received on this topic. We're going to read that on the radio. 
And we'll take more comers telephonically, 1-800-795-9565. One of our good listeners says, yes, okay, let's not teach kids to not be bad kids in our community. I think we can teach them to be better kids in our community. How about teaching them how to manage their bank accounts? They don't even know that a credit card has to be paid back. All right. One of my friends is a fourth grade teacher, and his kids loved him. He's retired now, mm. but he taught them how to balance a checkbook. <gasps> I thought, and they, and when Shame. you you look at the comments they post on his Facebook page, they all appreciated the fact that he took the time to teach them <laughs> real life skills. And they're living debt free. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. We should have done that on the air. Yeah, we should have. Okay. We just cured all known diseases and fed the poor. Well, we fed most of the poor. And we created utopia, even though there's evil. So it was worth discussing. It was. And then one of our good listeners has more solutions. Yeah, one of our listeners, this is an email that we got, says, Okay, that email complaint about the Sealands Grove School District or the police that work there just has my dander up. This racial crap is just crazy anymore. Says a white listener, okay. Well, I don't know the color of this well, listener. I know one thing. I met many people of other colors and other races and am courteous to all of them. Actually, they have never treated me rudely. I suspect people who place an email like that to be read online are probably people who have unruly kids and who's, who's been reprimanded for behavioral issues or those students who fall into that category. They're and probably black. You know, you're adding editorial comments to what our writer... opinion <laughs> show. After all the horrible things that have happened in schools across the United States, people should be appreciative that the great attention has been placed on protecting our kids. Stop what I call race crying. If you give your 100% to others, you will be reciprocated. Trust me, just try it. And if you are parents who continually make racial remarks at home, you are the root of the problem. I've heard those kinds of remarks in my past from adults. However, after working in a place where many people of different races also work, I've learned they are just people like me, like you, like us. Right. And that's an excellent point. I said it was an excellent letter. I mean, people are, I think people do treat you the way you treat them. And and yes, there are probably people who make racist remarks at home. And what do we do? Do we next have the thought police where we assess what you think and and you're you're not allowed to teach your children or talk to your children? And we're going to have to. Okay, is that the, is that the solution? <laughs> <That's> the solution. <laughs> we need the thought police because not everybody is curmudgeonly as some people, not pointing any fingers. No, at you've you. already pointed that finger at me a long time ago, and I, it's still look, waving in my 
face. I think Cindy makes a good point. There, there is no room for improvement at the Seals Grove Area School District That's when it comes to adding. Said. Listen, when it comes to adding racial issues to the school district or diversity, but my solution is that it can be woven into everything that's already there, just like computers were, just like there was a time when you used to pledge the flag and, and have a prayer. You know, these are things that slowly over time had to go. There probably used to be more, probably used to have recess. Have they gotten rid of that yet? No, oh, they, no, still, they have still have it. Okay. Well, that'll be something that someday somebody's going to look at and say, hey, you know, this would be better spent on math class or whatever. I'm just saying that over the years, the district has changed and evolved and improved and gotten better, and this is an opportunity for it to change and improve and get better. But what what other seven other things are there that we could also do that would improve the school district and make it better? Why know. aren't we doing them? I don't know. I hope the community steps forward. Well, then let's have a thousand other things that would make it better. We got to do them all. <laughs> Kids will be in school morning and night, 24 and you know hours what? a day. We'll still have evil, so it's all <laughs> pointless. waste of time, right? <laughs> this is News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.